Welcome to the Field and Garden Podcast. I'm Jesse from the Gardener's Workshop. Today's episode features a recent panel discussion and review of our new on-demand online course called Collectives 101 by Amelia Ilo. In this conversation, Lisa is joined by Amanda Montgomery of River City Flower Exchange and Jonathan Lees of Springforth Farm to gain insight into the world of floral collectives and to hear firsthand the potential value of this new course for flower farmers. Amanda and Jonathan share their own experiences with this selling model and other helpful information for those who may be curious about the opportunity to either start a floral collective or join an existing one. So here it is. I hope you enjoy. I'm just so excited about this talk tonight. Uh, I'm joined here by um, longtime friend Jonathan Lease of Springforth Farm and a fairly new friend, Amanda Montgomery. Her farm name is Hummingbird Flower Company, but she is here tonight also kind of being part of the River City Flower Exchange. All right. Thank you, Jonathan, for being here with us tonight. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to talk about this this great course. Um, and Amanda, I really appreciate you being here too. I know that in addition to being a business owner and being involved in River City, you're also a mom. So hats off. Thank you so much for joining us here tonight. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Friends, I am so excited to talk about this subject. Anybody that hangs out with me, knows that for the past few years, I have really felt strongly that collectives and co-ops and wholesale hubs, either owned by or to work together as a group of flower farmers was the future of our industry. And these two folks that I'm joined here tonight with are both experienced in that. And um, then they're also have both watched our newest course, Collectives 101, um, that Amelia Ilo of Rooted Farmers, um, which is Amelia's company. And that company has put her in front of and to work with a bunch of collectives across the country. So I would definitely feel confident saying that Amelia is definitely a leading expert in this field. So friends, I wanna first jump Jonathan well, we'll let man, Amanda go first. We'll go ladies first. So Amanda is a flower farmer and she is also a co-founder of River City Flower Exchange, which is located in Richmond, Virginia. And it's a collective that's just a couple of years old. This is their second, is it your second season this year, Amanda? Second year is a collective fourth year in business. Yeah. Okay. And they just as their first year having a location and things are booming for them, friends. Um, so Amanda, just kind of give us a snapshot of who you are and um, how you came to be um, a co-founder of this flower exchange. Um, so I've been farming for seven seasons now, but it's mainly, I'm tiny. I'm in my front yard and then in my friend's backyard, um, about six minutes away. So, um, I've been doing that and, um, through that have just met other growers. It's, you know, there's more and more, as we know, more and more flower farmers sort of getting started. And so networking through that and then getting to know designers. And I've been doing some freelancing over the years and as well for weddings and 
I was pregnant with my son and I was feeling um, tired of doing, it was like July, so we were always tired, but um, I was tired of all of the brain admin work. It was really bringing me down. I just thought one day I was like, there's just a big hole. This, this should be easier. Um, even someone as small as, as my operation and um, started talking to folks, designers and such. Um, and we had a, something, we called it a flower people night. We just had like a social, this was pre COVID and got everybody in the room. I think about 40 or 50 people came, including extension agents, designers and, and farmers. Wow. So yeah, we had never, and nobody's ever in the same room together. So we were able to just socialize and hang out. Um, but we also had like an ulterior motive and we were like, we want to do this. Um, and then I met my business partner, Jen, there that night and um, started talking to her. And then we decided we went on some friend dates. We decided we were going to do it together. And we started, we started. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> that is so totally awesome. So Jonathan, tell us a little bit about you for folks that may not know you and then kind of how you guys hit the ground running this year, only selling through two collectives now after selling in so many different ways through the years. The CSA type thing, we, we've eliminated all of that. And then for uh, five or six years now, we've been selling through Piedmont Wholesale Flowers, which is a growers owned cooperative in Durham that we're a member of. And so for the last couple of years, we were doing our own florist accounts that we would deliver to that we'd been doing since we started our farm and selling through Piedmont Wholesale Flowers. But that's just become really difficult. We have a 19-month-old and a three-year-old, uh, and I also have an off-farm job. And so that was really just too much to juggle all of that. And we were looking to simplify, so we approached um, another collective, but this one is a private company called Stems that purchases from at least two dozen farms between like the triangle between Durham and South Carolina near Charlotte, North Carolina. So this long stretch along I-85 and sells to florists in that whole area too. Uh, so we approached them in January. This was very last minute. We got on board with them. We told all of our florists, we're not going to be doing our own private sales anymore, but you can find our flowers from these two organizations, these two collect collectives. And now this year we're selling only through through those two collectives. And I think it's important in the context of, of talking about collectives, just to point out how different they are. One is a private company that only does deliveries. One is a, a grower's own cooperative that has a, a space for wholesale, but doesn't have any retail space. Just selling through those two collectives has really met our goal of reducing our workload, our administrative load on the farm um, and freeing up other people might use that extra time to, to grow more flowers. We're using it to have more, more family time and more sanity, uh, which is what we need when the kids are this age. That is such a, um, I mean, Jonathan, I just love the choices that y'all make. You make it so much easier for the rest of us. You know, the fact that instead of you choosing to grow more flowers, you chose to have more family time, which is what we all say we want but it's really hard to make that choice. So if I had a hat, I'd be tipping it off for you. So, so Amanda, tell us just very briefly, I mean, you're, I'm kind of treating you like the admin person here. Like you're one of the people that um, is working a um, collective from the administrative side of things. What is it 
that you would want people that are thinking about perhaps selling to a collective, um, what they probably don't know. You know how it is. When you start a business, it's like you learn so much of behind the scenes that people have no idea it's going on. Um, what would you want growers to maybe know that um, you now know as a admin? A couple of things. It's never going to be perfect. Um, we're, you know, four years in and we're still like honing things. I mean, in the middle of the season, we're honing things all the time, tweaking systems and logistics and, and all of that. And so you just have to be nimble. And, um, when you see that something isn't working, then you adjust and you find out that things aren't working by constantly asking for feedback from your buyers, um, and so we, we are lucky in Richmond to have a very wonderful community of like floor, flower people that talk to each other and share, and it's not super cagey or anything like that. Um, so we're really fortunate with that. So we can get that feedback really easily. Um, and I think always being open to feedback, whether that's through surveys or just conversations is, is really, really important and has helped us tremendously to grow. You know, that when I've talked to Amelia um, Ilo, that's one of the things that I know that's in her course. She talks about how you have to be able to take criticism, yeah. um, constructive criticism. You have to, I think it's really a, a high dose of this is about business. This is not a personal insult on you. It's about making your system better so that you have a better product to bring to the market and to serve your ultimate customers. So first off, you know, Jonathan, I went to STEM's um, website when I was doing a little, you know, research before our thing tonight. And she has this little video in the STEMs, it's S-T-E-M-Z, right? STEMs is the yeah, name of correct. the business. Um, and she has this little video and the three little things that I wrote down from her video that I thought just nailed it for people um, is that it is a profitable channel to sell through, which I think a lot of people automatically assume you're going to make less money and that it's a local flower distribution. Um, I think sometimes we kind of forget the main purpose of this whole system, right? And it's all about the connection of the growers to the consumers, whether that's a commercial person or a retail person. And I think that something else that is, after talking to Bobo today, the lady, um, I know many of y'all may know Bobo, you hear me speak of her. Bobo's a freelance flower arranger and um, she just was involved in a huge event, which we don't have time to talk about right now. That was amazing this weekend. But one of the things that's missing today that used to be the norm just probably three or four or five years ago, there aren't even conventional wholesale houses for florists to go to. And that is another piece of this pie that is snowballing the opportunity for local growers. What that means is, like in Richmond, we used to have a couple of conventional wholesale houses, right, Amanda? I mean, there was Seek and Huff. Yeah. Was it Huff? right before we opened <laughs> yes and they closed so it's not like you can jump in your car as a designer and go down and look and see and so I think that's something else that has another pin in our hat Amanda tell me what you're thinking about so you watched Amelia's course we furnished it to you um, to watch it 
um, to kind of help people understand how this course might help prepare them to sell or join a collective. So what would your recommendation, your thoughts about that be? Had we watched this course from just trying to explain what we were trying to do to people, with people, um, to just the marketing, the logistics, any of that kind of stuff, like we would have saved a lot of time. <laughs> and I think that the misconceptions that she walks you through, the economics part of what you can expect. I mean, not what you personally can expect, but when you learn how collectives work, what the admin fee is, why there is an admin fee, why there has to be an admin fee. Jonathan, you've worked with collectives for like how many years now? Five or six years. Uh, mine's fuzzy with having kids how long ago, but uh, <laughs> we've been selling through the one cooperative for you know five or six years. So just tell us a little bit about how you feel like this course might help. I mean, what I feel like, instead of walking into school the very first day and you didn't know what anybody else was going to be wearing, you didn't have any idea what you needed in notebooks and stuff, and you feel very vulnerable and you feel very, you know, scared to death, if you would just known what to expect, it's not the answer to everything, but it just equips you, right? Yeah, and I have to say, Amelia is such a gifted presenter. I agree. So good at laying it out, but not overwhelming you. And the, the visuals, I mean, all of the slides were beautiful with great photographs, but the slides that had charts on them or, or diagrams to help you understand what you would be getting into and what the advantages or pitfalls might be were just so thoughtfully done. Um, I mean, I... I wrote down a note, a page of notes to take back to, to our collect, to our cooperative, you know, just of, of things yeah. that we might think about. But I want to loop back to something you said about making less money and fee. And I, I think as farmers, we tend, as small farmers, especially small farmers like we are that aren't great bookkeepers and don't budget in every hour that we spend, like we have a lot of hidden costs. And so we, we confuse money coming in with profit. Um, you know, I have to say, like, we are paying an admin fee, a, a commission to our, our cooperative. And so that looks like we're making less money. But I, ha I have to tell you, folks, we're more profitable. I, like our, our delivery route has been cut probably from four hours to an hour and a half. Wow. Our packing time has been cut by about 75%. Uh, the amount of time I spend on the computer writing emails and invoices and Maintaining our own online shops probably been cut by 90%, you know, so like I don't have to pay myself anymore for all those hours. And that's totally way more in profits that I'm, you know, I'm not losing in labor than right. that. Be. So no one should be scared of that. And um, we've only seen the potential for sales to increase uh, through through the collective's reach and also our, uh, you know, just collective power as farmers. You know, I mean, I'm a big believer in banding together that competition is not really a word that even needs to come into our vocabulary. All of us working together um, just makes this suit this so much better. So Amanda, tell us about what's happened at River City, how you guys got your place this year and how that's changed things and what the experience is like and what's going on there. Yeah, so this year we, uh, is our first year in our own permanent space, which has just been like an absolute dream of mine since the beginning. So it's like a life goal 
tick, you know, like check it off the list. So we are now in, in a neighborhood called Scott's Edition in Richmond. Um, and we were on a farm last year and the entire time we've been in business, we've only been open to, to, for in-person stuff, um, other than 2020 on Wednesdays. So it was just Wednesdays from 9.30 to 11.30 was wholesale pass buyer people coming in. And then from 12 to 2 was the public could shop. Um, in 2020, this all took place in my dining room and was pre-order only. So we just, I'm forgetting about that a little bit. But um, <laughs> now that we are in our own space, we're open those Wednesday hours, like I said, but we're also open those same hours on Thursday. And we're also open on Saturday to the public from 11 to three. We had sort of projected just trying to think what will our growth be like this year? We projected 40%. Um, and we've been open to the public and are, you know, for, for people to be able to come in for a total of nine days. And we're already a quarter of the way through our, our revenue for all of last season. Our first day in business, we got pretty close to our whole month of April last year. So the growth has just been insane and phenomenal and just beyond what we could have ever imagined. Um, and it's because we're doing it together. And, you know, together, and I totally get it when there's a lot of growers in an area. I mean, Jonathan, you have right many growers down there kind of where you are, right? I yeah, mean, we do. It, it's a crowded marketplace and it's nice to be pooling our resources together rather than duking it out. Yeah. For yeah. real. I mean, for real. I'm just looking at the syllabus of Amelia's course and she provides so many links. Um, she has the farm finances. I mean, a glossary of key financial terms. I think that some of this, I mean, I think, I mean, Amelia's previous life was in finance, if I remember correctly. And it shows through in this course. And that is something that most of us, as Jonathan's already expressed, that is not at the top of our to-do list. Um, and it's not something that we really want to give a lot of time over to. Um, so there is some great financial information in here, um, setting expectations, know your customer, setting standards. So Amanda, how? So we have an application process and then we have a like a subcommittee of us that reviews those applications um, and then we make a decision. So it sounds very organized, but we literally just figured this out. <laughs> well, and I, I think it's really good for people to hear this. That's why, I, I mean, yeah. the people that this course was made for is either the beginner or the seasoned. I mean, it's like I have never dealt with a collective, even after being a farmer for 24 years. Um, I would be a little apprehensive. It's like, how does it work? What do I do? It's like, Jonathan, you said that your packing time is so much less, like 75% less time packing by selling through a collective than you selling direct to your floors. Tell us why that is. Well, now we're packing three large orders a week instead of, you know, 12 smaller orders. And it's just, it's just faster to do that. One thing that I really appreciated about this course, she explained it in ways that I hadn't even thought about um, before, but I think it's particularly helpful to growers who are joining a collective who don't have wholesale experience, who don't have experience yeah. selling to florists, is just some of the expectations about bunches and flower sizes, because 
she really talks about your market in a, in a way that's very clear and is going to set up farms and collectives for success in terms of setting expectations, how florists or designers expect to get flowers the way that they are used to receiving right. them and the way that makes their life easy, which in my experience, if you can make your customer's life easier, they're going to buy more from you. And so just talking about little details, like how, how are the ends of the flowers? What stage of the flowers? This isn't addressed in the course because it's you know personal to our farm, but just like just as an example of knowing how your market um, can affect your sales, like just we planted the crop mix that we knew that our florist that we'd work with for years would buy. And although we're still having great sales through these the cooperatives now that that's all we're doing, we can see that the potential with a different crop mix would even be higher just because a few of the customers changed and we weren't anticipating that. Well, I think that the way that she talks about the handle, preparing your flowers, handling your flowers, delivering your flowers, even sort of which flowers are in high demand um, or what times of year have high demand, I think is really preparing you to think about that in a way that's gonna set you up for success. I totally agree. She has a whole session on logistics. And I mean, consistency is key. Prepping for markets and deliveries, loading your van. You think those things are so simple until you start showing up. And I bet, Amanda, you could say something about this. People showing up and those same flowers look totally different for the way that they're packaged and brought in. And that's not really what we're looking for, right? We're looking for some kind of, I mean, your customer walks in we'll just say red anemones. I mean, I don't have an idea to do anemones even come in red. I never grew them. <laughs> Let's just say red anemones, right? I mean, if yours are only this tall and in a whole different method of bunching than another one, it really kind of makes your customer wonder, doesn't it? Yes. Um, one solution that we've had for that, because you can't, and there are red anemones. Um, we, <laughs> we can't always avoid shorter stems, like things happen on farm and you still want to be able to make use of those stems. And so we actually have a bit of a tiered pricing system. So we have standard pricing for those standard size stems, but we also have seconds pricing so that if we do have some short stems that are still great, still beautiful, still good for things right. like phases we can still sell those stems and move them. And we do. Um, that's, that's just one solution that we've come up for that. But yeah, you want consistency because that's what they're used to and you want them to trust you. And so you have to have consistent product if you, if you want to earn that trust and keep that relationship building. And I think that falls a lot to also the collective admin to kind of keep people aware and on the same page, right? I'm looking at um, one of her sessions on here is marketing basics. And one of the things that I asked her, you know, Amelia and I did a couple of podcasts is I felt like, you know, not knowing anything about how to work with a collective. It's like, okay, here for all these years, I've sold to all these florists, know them all, they know me. I guess our relationship will be over now. And she brought me around to that. No, in fact, you know, your relationship is still there with the people. How does that work for you, Jonathan? I mean, how do you still have connection with your florist or how does that work? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I think it might depend a little bit on the structure of the collective. So I don't really have any relationship with the florists that STEM sells to, but the florists that buy from the co-op. So I think in some collectives, the florist may be able to, to specify a farm that they're buying from. And, and that's not the case um, for either of the collectives we sell through. So if five farms are growing the same product, the customer is not going to know which farm they're getting that product from. Right. Um, so I don't have as much of a relationship in the way that when I was taking our product into the florist stores, but uh, a relationship that I didn't really anticipate, but has been really meaningful to us is, is just now the collective itself is an additional customer relationship for our farm. And that not, that's been a nice relationship because it sort of brings me into community with all the other farmers yeah that are in the same position, uh, you know, in the same relationship. And, and I really value communities of farmers. I mean, that's why I recommend the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers to all flower farmers of any size, no matter, you know, even like we, we joined our first year, we couldn't afford it, but we did anyway, you know, and, and that community really got us to where we are now. And I really feel that way about the collectives as well. The, the community with the other growers, um, the ability to troubleshoot field problems, the ability to lean on each other when we're short of a product. Um, it, it's just in, invaluable and not something you know you're missing until you experience it. And, you know, I something you just said just makes me think of, you know, if you are a new grower and you're small, join in a collective and a, a band of brothers, right? You know, I mean, other people that are doing what you do, they can kind of drag you along while you're getting your feet wet and while you're doing, um, figuring out what to do. And I mean, I can't imagine what the level of sharing information and learning from one another, I mean, and, and the support for one another. So um, I just want to say, because um, I haven't said this yet, um, for anybody that's not familiar, when you purchase an online course from us, just like buying a book, you make the purchase, but instead of picking up the book to read it, you just log in to your online library on any device that has internet. And that's where your course is. And you can watch it as many times as you want. You have lifetime access to it and you can watch it over and over again. It does include handouts. It's got links. Um, the course is $49.95. I mean, two bouquets, right? I mean, that's how I measure everything by a $25 bouquet. It's like, how many bouquets do I have to sell for that? How many subscriptions? I mean, it's just to me, it is just one more step. And I will be tell you that the price point that I suggested for this course was twice as much as that. But Amelia was very focused on wanting new and upcoming growers to have the budget, to be able to get prepared, to have the best chance at success. So either one of you guys have any closing remarks about the course and just how, how would it help somebody that's kind of coming into this type of selling? Yeah, I have something actually about that. I think um, one misconception that people might have that would hold them back from joining a collective is that they're not a big enough farm. Um, they're not, you know, that, that they may not be 
ready in that regard. And I just have to say, like, for example, our farm, we only grow flowers March, April, and May. There's only three months we're selling flowers, but we're, you know, there's not a lot of product. So uh, Amanda, you said you're only, we're only growing in a couple yards. I don't know if you're still doing that, but like, that's also a small scale, but you were able to bring something to the collective. So I don't think that anyone should be hesitant to investigate this because they don't feel like they're big enough, but you do still need to be bringing something to the collective that it doesn't have. Like if we were only growing field flowers in like June and July, we wouldn't really be adding anything. Um, And I think that this course sets you up to see how not only will you gain value from the collective, but how you can add value to the collective, even in whatever context you're doing right then, just by of the collective. And that will set you up to be more likely to be accepted to the collective and to be a better member from the start and to bring everyone else up as they bring you up. I totally agree with that, Jonathan, to be a better member of the collective. I feel like it just kind of paves the pathway to where you're going. But Amanda, what would you like to say or add about it? Just sort of continuing on with what Jonathan was saying is this is this whole thing is just the rising tide lifts all boats. So my I'm a better grower because I'm in a collective, because I'm learning from people in my my community who grow in the same area as I do and have, you know, similar goals, but are not the same farm. And so chances are, if one of us has a question about something, um, another grower has gone through it. And so they're able to sort of, you know, lend some advice. But um, as far as the course goes, you know, I think some of the goal setting and and planning stuff is super helpful. Um, I wish that I had had those questions. I mean, I, I, you know, we came around that we came about them at some point, but just having it out here, like what are the problems you and your group are trying to solve? And that sort of thing is like a great, a great place to start. And it's a great way for you and your group, whoever they are and however many they are to sort of get on the same page. And that's so important when you're building something together. Um, And I really wish that I had had this. I just keep saying that I really wish that I had had this when I was starting because it really would have made my life a lot easier. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the gift of sharing your knowledge with other people after you've, you know, slayed the dragons, then you get to share what you've done. And um, that's the greatest gift of being part of a community, right? You can find the course over at thegardenersworkshop.com. This is an on-demand course. That means it's on sale all the time. So Jonathan, Kathy Osborne um, has a question for you. Jonathan, how does that work belonging to two collectives? Do you provide more to one than the other? I belong to one collective now. Do they give you pre-orders on what to pick? I belong to one collective now and another grower closer to me close to me is thinking we should start one. I can just share how, how selling the, the, my timeline for selling through both of these collectives and um, they're similar. Amanda can say if River City works the same way. So for our, they're a little different for our cooperative Piedmont Wholesale Flowers by Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. We have a spreadsheet with a page for each week and we just have to put in the product that we're going to sell that week that we're going to offer by Friday, we can add product. And then Saturday afternoon, we get a list of all the product that we've sold and whether it's going to be needed on 
Tuesday or Thursday of the next week. Tuesday, we do deliveries. Thursday, there's an in-person market. And then we can also bring extra flowers for um, people to browse and buy, not on pre-orders on Thursday. For stems, um, we can list things anytime with them and it just automatically updates the inventory. But we do all of our listing on Tuesday. We walk through our fields. This is how we do it. We walk through the field. We predict what we're gonna have. We, we sit down and we say, well, we're gonna send this flower to this cooperative, this flower to stems, or we have a lot, we're gonna split it. We decide where it's gonna go. And then we, um, we list it. And then the things that don't sell, we take as extras to, for people to browse. Uh, it is one thing, just specifically to answer that question, one thing we found is if we don't have a ton of something, like we only have eight bunches, it's better to send all eight to one place rather than to send four to one place and four to another. Because if someone's doing an event, they, they might buy eight bunches, but they might not buy four bunches because it's just not enough for them. So Paige says, I'm definitely planning on taking this class. I live in DFW and I think a co-op would be great here. Thanks so much for this info. You're welcome, Paige. Okay, Gail. With Rooted, the grower still does the delivery to each florist. Is there ever a time when the grower may be delivering a small amount via order, making it not cost effective for the grower? I'm, I mean, I, I'm assuming she's asking, is there ever a time that the grower delivers the co-op's or the collective's order, I think is what she's asking there. Is there, I mean, so how does that work like for you guys, Amanda, before you had a place, is there one person that collects all the farm's flowers and does the route for everybody or are there growers going to different florists um, to deliver their only their product? I would think not probably, but. So, so now we have a delivery driver. Um, and so our driver delivers everything. They come to our, I like to say headquarters. They come to our, <laughs> they come to our place. It's already pre-sorted. Our, um, our manager and our assistant have pre-sorted all the, all the pre-orders, organized them, all that kind of stuff. And they're given the orders and they go and deliver them. So with nobody's nobody we use rooted and nobody no growers are driving things around they're just delivering to um to river city we have a big cooler and we have our buckets labeled and what they're for are they pre-order are they for the sales floor and right. then that's how we do it it is deep isn't it i yeah. mean the more y'all talk i'm thinking it is i mean the level that you're at amanda being in the admin of a collective that's a whole nother business. I mean, you know that, but you don't really know that until you got, get in, right? Well, luckily, so we use Rooted Farmers and we've used it since we actually switched from in 2020. We switched in the middle of the season. That's how like desperate and sad I was about what we were doing and how much work it was. But I talked to Amelia and um, she sold me. So we switched in July of 2020. So there's two layers here. Starting a collective takes it sort takes a lot of the admin stuff off of you, but also for us, being part of uh, Rooted Farmers has really taken a lot of the weight off because with Rooted uh, on the grower level, it generates my harvest list for me, and that's a massive help. 
Um, but on the admin level, it organizes all your pre-orders. It tells you when the pickup day is or the delivery day is. So you're able to organize your routes. For our, for our buyers, they can see what farm they're buying from. So if they do have a relationship with a farm, a longstanding relationship, they can still buy from that farm knowing it's coming from that farm. So having Rooted as like a team uh, on our team has been massively helpful to help us with the logistics and stuff. So for anybody that doesn't know what Rooted Farmer is, in a nutshell, it is Etsy for flower farmers. Amelia Ilo created that platform. Um, and that's what put her in the seat to have so much firsthand experience with collectives because collectives use Rooted's platform to connect with buyer. I mean, it has all kinds of analytics. I mean, there is just, it is really, really impressive. And so, um, Jonathan, have you ever, did you know about Rooted Farmers? Do y'all, has anybody down there your way use that that you know of or? I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, Piedmont Wholesale Flowers uses Shopify and then we have sort of our own backend program that the right. co-op administrator uses. So I don't know how that works. And then STEMS has, I think they may have developed their own um, right. shop. So and I, I'm not familiar with it, but everything I've heard about it is impressive. So Jonathan's happy to report that he knows nothing about the admin for those because that's, that's one of the things that he's gotten yeah. off of his plate as a flower farmer. So this is a great question and I don't think there is really an answer to it. It's, Melissa asks, is there a list of collectives by city or region available? And Amelia and I have discussed this, that other than going to the ASCFG, localflowers.org and putting in your zip code, do you all know? I mean, that's the only list that we know of. Yeah, no, I don't know of a master list out there anywhere. Um, but I know that um, uh, Amelia is very connected with just the the flower collective sort of across the country. So I think if if they're wondering if there's one in their area or they want to make sure there isn't one in their area, probably getting in touch with Amelia would be a good idea. So Paige is asking, does this class tell you how to approach other growers to start a co-op? I don't think so. Do you? I don't, I mean, it kind of lays the groundwork of what a co-op is about, but there isn't that step-by-step -step how to start a co-op or not a co-op, a collective actually, because I didn't know this. There is a big difference between co-ops and collectives in the business structure. So there isn't, there isn't that page, but definitely this is the first step to see if you even wanna think about tackling this because that's, it's a big business. I mean, I feel like anybody that wants to start a co-op, there needs, uh, not a co-op, I'm sorry y'all, a collective. There needs to be some experienced wholesaling growers in there. When you say Jonathan, I mean someone that's familiar to selling um, wholesale to designers and florists. I mean to have a bunch of brand new growers to come together, that would be a really tough thing to do. Yeah, I think, you know, I heard Amelia explain it really well. Like the the course is designed for beginning growers or who want to approach a, an existing collective or anyone who wants up oh, he froze to start a collective. I think I think you're going to want people who have experience with the flowers before you're starting right. uh, the collective. Um, so I feel pretty um, assured in saying that Paige 
This is the first step to even consider whether or not you want to start a collective. Um, so friends, you can learn more about, um, about this course at thegardenersworkshop.com. It can be purchased anytime. It's $49.95. It's 105 minutes long, I think. Um, so, and it's broken up into sessions, great handouts. So Jonathan and Amanda, thank y'all so much for joining me here just to kind of share your, I mean, I think that there's, this is such a new, and it's not really new, but it's not well known about collectives. You guys being here to share your experiences just helps people like, oh gosh, maybe I would want to find out about that. And I guess the place to start would be to go to localflowers.org, which is an ASCFG, Association of Specialty Cup Flower Growers website, where you can put in your zip code and collectives that are, you know, parts of the ASCFG should populate there. Um, so that would be a start. And then talking to people in your community, flower growers, that is, wouldn't that be the best place you think to find out about that? So, all right, friends, thank you guys so much for being willing to watch the course and then come on and talk about it. And there's any closing remarks and we'll sign off here. No, thank you. And I mean, as always, watching one of your courses is time well spent. Um, thank so you, Jonathan. Even, even if you're already in a collective, you'll learn something from this course. Yeah, yeah I learned stuff for sure. So um, it's absolutely worth the time. Yeah, our whole mission here at the Gardener's Workshop is to provide these pieces of this. This is a big business and there's a lot of pieces and there's a lot of ways to grow and move and scale your business. And each piece is deep. You know, you can't, it's like somebody has said to me, well, why isn't that all in your course? It's like, are you kidding? It would be like 14 days long, really. And not everybody wants to know everything. So this is another piece of the puzzle. And we feel like it is the key to the future of domestic, connecting domestic growers with the people in their communities that are the flower consumers, whether they're commercial or retail. And um, I just am honored that Amelia wanted to do a course with us. And um, I mean, we're proud to, to, to give her the platform to, to scream it from the rooftops. So everybody, thegardenersworkshop.com is where you can learn more about that and other courses. Um, and thank you too so much for joining me here. And I really, really appreciate it. Okay, welcome back. If you'd like to know more about Amanda and Jonathan's businesses, I'll put their website and social media links in the show notes. I'll also put a link there to our on-demand course, Collectives 101. If you like what you're hearing here on the Field and Garden podcast, we'd love it if you'd tell a friend about us and share a review for us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Jesse from the Gardener's Workshop, and I hope you have a great day. Mm -hmm.